Chapter Thirty Three of Tales of Laughter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Tales of Laughter by Nora Archibald Smith and Kate Douglas Wiggin. The Three Luck Children. There was once upon a time a father who called his three sons to him and gave the first a cock, the second a scythe, and the third a cat, and then addressed them thus I am very old, and my end draweth nigh, but I wish to show my care for you before I die. Money I have not, and what I now give you appears of little worth, but do not think that for if each of you use his gift carefully and seek some country where such a thing is not known your fortunes will be made soon after the father died and the eldest son set out on his travels with his cock but wherever he came such a creature was already well known in the towns he saw it from afar sitting upon the church steeples and turning itself round with the wind, and in the villages he heard more than one crow, and nobody troubled himself about another, so that it did not seem as if he would ever make his fortune by it. At last, however, it fell out that he arrived on an island where the people knew nothing about cocks, not even how to divide their time. They knew, certainly, when it was evening and morning, but at night, if they did not sleep through it, they could not comprehend the time. See, he said to them, what a proud creature it is, what a fine red crown it wears on its head, and it has spurs like a knight. Thrice during the night it will crow at certain hours, and the third time it calls, you may know the sun will rise soon, but if it crows by day, you may prepare then for a change of weather the good people were well pleased and the whole night they laid awake and listened to the cock which crowed loudly and clearly at two four and six o'clock the next day they asked if the creature were not for sale and how much he asked and he replied as much gold as an ass can bear a ridiculously small sum they say for such a marvellous creature, and gave him readily what he asked. When he returned home with his money, his brothers were astonished, and the second said he would also go out and see what luck his scythe would bring him. But at first it did not seem likely that fortune would favour him, for all the countrymen he met carried equally good skies upon their shoulders. At last, however, he also came to an island where people were ignorant of the use of skies. For when a field of corn was ripe, they planted great cannons and shot it down. In this way it was no uncommon thing that many of them shot quite over it. Others hit the ears instead of the stalks, and shot them quite away, so that a great quantity was always ruined and the most doleful laminations ensued. But our hero, when he arrived, 
mowed away so silently and quickly that the people held their breath and noses with wonder and willingly gave him what he desired which was a horse laden with as much gold as it could carry on his return the third brother set out with his cat to try his luck and it happened to him exactly as it had done to the others so long as he kept on the old roads he met with no place which did not already boast its cat indeed so many were there that the new-born kittens were usually drowned at last he voyaged to an island where luckily for him cats were unknown animals and yet the mice were so numerous that they danced upon the tables and chairs whether the master of the house were at home or not these people complained continually of the plague and the king himself knew not how to deliver them from it for in every corner the mice were swarming and destroyed what they could not carry away in their teeth the cat however on its arrival commenced a grand hunt and so soon cleared a couple of rooms of the troublesome visitors that the people begged the king to buy it for the use of his kingdom the king gave willingly the price that was asked for the wonderful animal and the third brother returned home with a still larger treasure in the shape of a mule laden with gold meanwhile the cat was having capital sport in the royal palace with the mice and bit so many that the dead were not to be numbered at last she became very thirsty with the hot work and stopped and raising her head cried meow meow at the unusual sound the king together with all his courtiers were much frightened and in terror they ran out of the castle there the king held a council what it were best to do and at length it was resolved to send a herald to the cat to demand that she should quit the castle or force would be used to make her for said the councillors we would rather be plagued by the mice to which we are accustomed than surrender ourselves a prey to this beast a page was accordingly sent to the cat to ask whether she would quit the castle in peace but the cat whose thirst had all the while being increasing replied nothing but meow meow the page understood her to say no no and brought the king word accordingly the councillors agreed then that she should feel their power and cannons were brought out and fired so that the castle was presently in flames when the fire reached the room where the cat was she sprang out of the window but the besiegers ceased not until the hole was leveled with the ground end of chapter 33 Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.